This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Week six, First and Sticks podcast. What up? Thank you all for the support thus far. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you got any feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out on Twitter at Sticks Picks, S T I X P I C K S. Uh, pretty decent week five. My GPP lineup somehow sucked despite going all in on Jalen Hurts. Cash games was solid after the pivots to David Montgomery chalk with Jameer Gibbs being ruled out. Um, some good and the bad. I don't really necessarily know what was bad. I don't really remember, but if I got something, please call me out on it. The good, uh, the Rondell Moore props when we got a hold of those. If you don't have access to the betting sheet, f- feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and get that. We smashed those and then uh, kind of pivoting to Rondell Moore over Wandell Robinson chalk in tournaments turned out to be okay I guess it's not like either of them broke the slate but Wandell Robinson was kind of just a, a sunken roster spot there at 3k um, pretty much just had to have Jamar Chase or, and uh, Joe Burrow there uh, we mentioned that a little bit of a you know using Rondell running it back with Jamar Chase but if you didn't use Jamar Chase you probably didn't have a great week I did not use Jamar Chase in GPPs and uh, there you go so We'll get into week six here. Injuries, I'm just going to kind of fly through the key ones. If you need offensive line ones or something like that, uh, just go to Roto World or wherever else you get your injury news, team beat reporters, or whatever the case may be. But we will start with the obvious here. Justin Jefferson on the IR. Devon A. Chan on the IR. Jeff Wilson sounds like he is going to go. We'll talk about that game in a minute. Khalil Herbert for the Bears out. Roshan Johnson probably out. It sounds like he's... On the wrong side of questionable there with a concussion, Anthony Richardson, AC joint issues in the shoulder. He is out for quite some time. James Conner, knee issue out for quite some time. Tank Dell for the Houston Texans, out with a concussion. Demario Douglas, out with a concussion. Oh, Demario Douglas, man. They were starting to finally use him a little bit in that game, and he, there he goes. He gets drilled in the head. He's a little guy, so that's probably going to happen often, but absolutely love that dude. I think the sky's the limit if that offense ever figures it out. Um, but definitely a dynasty stash. Maybe you could, you know, get him for dirt cheap right now. Now that he's not going to play for a couple weeks or, you know, at least this week with a concussion. Same with Juju Smith-Schuster. Concussion. I'm sure I'm missing plenty more, um, but we'll keep an eye. Like Mike Evans questionable, we'll uh, we'll get into all that. But let's start off with the first game here on the slate. We got Washington at Atlanta. The total opened up at 40. It is now bet up to 42.5 with Atlanta Falcons being a a 2.5 point favorite at home. Don't have a whole lot that I love in that game. I mean, it's going to be one of the slower paced games out there. Atlanta defense should get a ton of sacks if you want to go to them. I will certainly not talk you off that. The commander's defense pretty cheap as well. Desmond Ritter starting to play better. I heard a fun fact on XM Radio last night. He is undefeated at home in college and the NFL, so... 
pretty wild. Um, but Washington defense can play a decent bit of man coverage. That'll be advantage Kyle Pitts and Drake London. When they're not in man, they'll show mainly cover two. That is advantage London. And we'll see a little bit of cover three and cover four. They mix it up pretty well. Um, that's advantage Matt Collins. I don't think we're going to play Matt Collins. The volume's just not really there. Kyle Pitts starting to come alive a little bit. And Drake London, super cheap. I think 4800 on DraftKings. And then uh, Washington should blitz a lot. That'll be advantage B. John Robinson in those checkdowns. There is no ownership pretty much at this game at all. B. John Robinson right around 10%. He could always blow the doors off a slate. I was all in on him last week. That was a bummer. Um, should have played more HN. I just used HN in cash and got different in GPPs and really prioritized B. John Robinson. And that turned out to be a bad decision because you could have played Jamar Chase for, I believe, a similar price range. But... Uh, no ownership there, no ownership on the quarterbacks, wide receivers. We got a 5% Terry McLaurin and a 1% Drake London, so you could certainly get on that. And then Kyle Pitts, 12% ownership I'm seeing. I think that's probably about right. Um, you know, now that he's kind of hot, he's cheap, he's got a big, you know, name brand. People are going to play Kyle Pitts, and I think a lot of people are talking about Logan Thomas, uh, Atlanta's defense. When they're playing cover two and cover three, that is advantage Logan Thomas, but they are a heavy man defense. And surprisingly, those targets uh, per routes ran against the man coverage have gone more towards Curtis Samuel. So uh, I, I'm okay with Logan Thomas. They certainly get beat in the middle of the field, and he is a big red zone target that they seem to feature in the red zone. So I will not talk you off of a cheap Logan Thomas. And uh, that's pretty much it for this game, though. I think my favorite play overall would be the Atlanta defense. Moving on to the next game here, we got the 49ers at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, it sounds like P.J. Walker is probably going to start. So this game is just kind of shitty overall. I guess the Browns defense at 2,200 should be able to generate sacks, but I think Brock Purdy is like the fifth lowest sack rate for quarterback. So that offense is just absolutely fantastic. I will never talk you off playing Christian McCaffrey. Guy is just on a different planet right now. It sounds like Elijah Mitchell is still not going to be back. Uh, this game's just ugly. What do we got the total at? It is relatively low. Opened up at 40, it looks like. Bet down to 37.5. San Francisco's a seven-point road favorite. Just have no idea what's going on with the Cleveland offense if Deshaun Watson is not back. Keep an eye on that. Um, Cleveland's defense going to run a decent bit of man and then cover three against a man that is advantage George Kittle, who's starting to come alive. Three-touchdown game on Monday night. And then... Um, Maybe it was Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. I don't remember. I was in Vegas, so all those days kind of blur together. And then against the man coverage, that's advantage Iuke. Against the cover three, that is Iuke and Christian McCaffrey. And there you go. So pretty much that's what that offense is right now. Debo taking a little bit of a backseat, but he can always blow the doors off of anybody for the Browns. Uh, fuck them until we know what's going on with their quarterbacks. And I don't think we want to pick on the 49ers defense at all. So um, in terms of ownership, I doubt we have anything at all. Brock Purdy, 4% owned. He's cheap. I guess you can go to that. That offense is explosive as hell. 10% Christian McCaffrey. I think that's about right. The Browns defense is pretty stout, but this offense is just so good. If I, I guess McCaffrey is probably more of a cash game play for me, but at that price, yeah, I don't think you need to do that. ton of great running backs on here. Amari Cooper, 11% ownership projection. Get fucked. That is definitely not happening. Um, I don't think anybody's going to play anybody from the Browns. So we will move on to the next game. Saints at the Texans. Another gross one. One of these low total games. Opened up at 41. Bet up to 42.5. Pretty much at every book right now. And the Saints are a point and a half favorite on the road. Houston's defense going to ton, run a ton of cover three. That is advantage Rashid Shahid, surprisingly. And then against their man coverage that they'll run when they are not in cover three, that is going to be Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. They don't really blitz a lot, so nothing to mention there. 
and obviously the Houston run defense is getting better, but still struggling. So a smash spot for Alvin Kamara. I see Alvin Kamara at 8% ownership and Damian Pierce super cheap, getting a ton of work, but the New Orleans run defense is stout and their defense as a whole is stout at 5% ownership. I think people, I've, I've seen some of the builds out there, like Damian Pierce kind of just screams to be in your lineup because you always have like 55 or less uh, left over in salary builds if you're playing, like looking at the chalk build. So I don't know, maybe Pierce does have a little bit of ownership. But for the Saints defense, they run a ton of one high safety man coverage there. That has advantage Robert Woods out of the slot. Uh, it looks like John Mechie started to play outside actually when Tank Dell got hurt. So Mechie's probably... St- going to the outside, play that Z spot. I think Woods will stay inside, but that is me guessing, so I don't really want to invest in a spot that we are guessing in. Um, when they're not playing one high safety, they will play cover two, so kind of a, an old-school defense that they're running here. That would be advantage uh, Dalton Schultz and Robert Woods and potentially Mechie on the outside. That is where Tank Dell was eating against that cover two. And then they will blitz a little bit. That'll be advantage Nico with the X spot there, um, the hot route guy for C.J. Stroud. Ownership, like I said, nothing on the running back. C.J. Stroud, 10%. There's just no way. These projections are dog shit. Tank Dell saying 18%. Yeah, he's not playing. So all right, these are terrible. Nico Collins, popular. I think Robert Woods will be quite popular at 3,800, especially if Tank Dell is ruled out. I think that that is one of the more clickable players out there. But this game's got such a low total. I don't really like to pick on the Houston or the New Orleans secondary there. So... Not really interested. I mean, if you want to stack Derek Carr and Chris Olave and Mike Thomas, no one's going to do that. Tight ends, Dalton Schultz right at 10% after finally coming alive last week. Don't really like to pick on any pass catcher uh, against the Saints defense. So not for me, pretty much out on that game other than Alvin Kamara, but no one's playing Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. So if you want to double stack them, that's where the targets always seem to go for the Saints or maybe even a triple stack of your nuts and play uh, Alvin Kamara there. The Saints do have a 22-point implied team total, which is respectable. Same number for San Fran, which is the lowest we've seen for San Fran, I think, so far this year. Next game, the best offense in football. We got the Panthers coming down to the Dolphins, the best offense being the Dolphins, obviously. A uh, ton of ownership here. Devon Achan is out. It looks like everybody's going to want to play a lot of the Miami Dolphins. Actually, two is only at 6% ownership. So if you want to double stack two, fire it up. The issue there is their implied team total is like twice as high as Carolina. Miami's got the highest total on the slate at 31. Uh, Team total that is Raheem Mostert in a great spot. Jeff Wilson is going to come back. We'll see how much they roll him out. 4,300, not the worst of GPP plays if you want to do that. I just, I don't know. I don't really trust that situation, but Mostert's still cheap. This team wants to run the football, and they're so affecting, so effective doing that. They are the number one run offense in terms of DVOA. Carolina is the nut last defense in terms of run defense DVOA. We saw Mile or uh, David Montgomery absolutely tear them up. We saw Craig Reynolds get in there too, and they kind of forced a touchdown his way. I think he was gassed on that last drive, and they just kept feeding him because they wanted to get Craig in the end zone. So that was pretty cool for Detroit. But, yeah, you could run all over them. Mostert is in a smash spot, probably a staple in your cash games. And just like A-Chan last week, I faded him in GPPs because I played him in cash. This may be a spot where you just play Mostert everywhere. Um, But be aware, Jeff Wilson is active. You never know what kind of tomfoolery um, McDaniel's going to play there with that backfield. You know he loves Jeff Wilson. He obviously brought him and Mostert over from San Fran. Let's go to the receivers. We got Tyreek Hill, sub 10%. Waddle, sub 10%. Yeah, that double sec is live. Everybody's going to go to Adam Thielen at 5,900. So let's get into the coverage here. Miami's defense mainly runs cover three. 
That has been an uptick in targets for Hayden Hurst and the running backs for Carolina. I don't think we could play any running back for Carolina. I would love to play Miles Sanders. It's just, I don't know. Chubb is starting to get more work. I, I don't want to mess with that situation at all as much as I do like the skill profile of Miles Sanders. And then they're going to play some cover four. That'll be um, advantage Thielen. And then we got DJ Chark, too, who's getting a, a tick up in snaps. And he, I think, should actually kill that cover three. So DJ Chark has like four inches on Caho, who's going to play on the inside, Eli Apple and Xavier Howard. Chark is just a big, deep threat. So if you want like a 1% dart when everybody's playing Thielen, I think it's okay to go to DJ Chark at 4K on DraftKings. I'll certainly have interest there. Do like a little mini game stack with the theory that Miami's beating the hell out of Carolina. Mostert gets his, you know, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Then they go to Jeff Wilson, but Carolina's just throwing and throwing and throwing. DJ Chark would be my guy there outside of Adam. I'm not paying 5900 for Adam Thielen, especially when the coverage thinks that this is a better spot for the outside receivers and Hayden Hurst on the inside. Carolina pretty much just runs cover three, and we know that offense. It's going to Tyreek. It's going to Waddle. Um, should be a little tick up in targets for Dylan Smythe, but he's more of a blocker with how successful that offense has been running the football. Play Miami's defense if you could afford them. Um, Carolina's defense, i got to lower their projection. That is way too high, so we'll do that. Next game is Seattle at Cincinnati. Um, probably one of the more popular games out there. Um, let's go over the total in Miami and Carolina real quick. What was that one at? Opened up at 46, 47, I think. It is now 47 and a half, 48. So, yeah, it's pretty much just all Miami's offense that's scoring these points. So, it's fantastic. So, uh, you, you you know what to do there. You know who to play. Seattle at Cincinnati. We got a 45 and a half point total, 44 and a half at Circa. So, some discrepancies out there if you're looking to price shop. And Cincinnati is a two and a half to three point favorite at home here. Looks like it could be a little windy out there. Uh, Kevin Roth on Roto Grinders is saying, you know, chance for showers, 15 mile an hour sustained with gusts around 25. Not too bad. I think stadium design should limit that a little bit, but gusts up to 25 is uh, a little scary. Same in Miami. It looks like it's going to be pretty windy there, and same with Tampa Bay down in Florida. So it uh, could be some windy days. Um, looks like Jacksonville actually will be pretty calm. So other than that, not a whole lot to uh, – to worry about it's going to be windy in Chicago for Minnesota and Chicago definitely mentioned that and then San Francisco and Cleveland so the Midwest and the eastern portion of mid-America looks like there's going to be some wind pretty much throughout so keep that in mind nothing that's too bad but Seattle uh, defense here it's I'm really interested to see if T Higgins plays keep an eye on that I should have mentioned that in the injury spot but Seattle pretty much plays Cover three and cover two, and cover three, that is advantage Jamar Chase. Uh, against the cover two, that is going to be T. Higgins and Irv Smith, actually. And then against the Blitz, Seattle does do, you know, like a mid-tier Blitz rate. That'll be advantage Jamar Chase. Obviously, Jamar Chase is just lighting the world on fire. Joe Burrow is going to be the chalk quarterback of the week, seeing 13% ownership projection on him. Joe Mixon up there at 13%. I'm almost done with Mixon. I, I was very happy on Joe Mixon last week. I went to the Cincinnati running game when it seems like the field went to the passing game, the passing game worked. I mean, Joe Mixon had like four or five carries on the goal line. Should have got a touchdown, but he's just not very explosive anymore. But kind of a guy that's just like death by a thousand paper cuts with his usage. So he he is going to fill it up a little bit. He's just very touchdown dependent because he is not very explosive. He is not busting out for a 50-yard carry or anything like that. It's just not who he is. So limited upside there. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 5% owned. I think this is a nice spot for him. 
Cincinnati's run D is second to last in defense DVOA there. So could be a great spot for Kenneth Walker. You know he could always bust a deep one. So if no one's going to play him, I'm interested in Kenneth Walker on the GPP side of things. Jamar Chase going to be 14 15% owned. Tyler Lockett. 5,700. Looks like he's drawing some ownership. DK Metcalf, sub 5%. So I always like to play Metcalf in tournaments and things like that. He's just a big body guy that could blow the doors off a slate at any time. Cincinnati's defense is heavy, single high man. That is advantage Tyler Lockett. So it looks like the field uh, got that one right in terms of the ownership. Against cover three, that is all these tight ends that run routes for Seattle. Good luck choosing one. And then they'll play a little bit of cover four. That is advantage Lockett. Really the only advantage DK Metcalf has here is against a blitz that Cincinnati should bring often. He is their ex-wide receiver, that hot route guy that we talked about. And again, I don't, I'm not married to coverage or anything like that. I'm just giving you kind of what the targets per route ran data shows against those coverages. Seems like this is a good spot for Lockett. Um, it is going to be potentially gross weather, but DK Metcalf would certainly be my preferred play in that game. Moving on to Chalk City number two, we got the Colts going to Jacksonville, and that should have a respectable total. Opened up at 45, now at 44 and a half and 44 at Circa. Jacksonville is a four-point home favorite coming off of two games in London. So I don't think we've ever seen a team play back-to-back in London. Jacksonville has an implied team total of 25 which is rather high on this slate. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be chalk quarterback number two. So it looks like the field loves Burrow. Looks like the field loves Trevor Lawrence. And for good reason, this Indianapolis defense just absolutely sucks. The same reason we loved DeAndre Hopkins last week. Should have mentioned him in the good there. Um, So what we got here... Going into the coverages, Indy pretty much just runs exclusive zone. They'll run cover three and cover four. Against that cover three, Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram get the upgrade. Against the cover four, that is Ridley, Kirk, and Ingram pretty much just where the ball is going. It is their, you know, two targets. It sounds like Zay Jones is likely going to miss this game. And then against a team that just doesn't blitz at all, that is advantage Ridley and Christian Kirk. Was very shocked to see the sportsbooks opened Kelvin Ridley at like 57 and a half yards. He's bet down to 55 and a half. So I don't know if that's someone, you know, like a sharp better with a big bankroll playing a head fake, betting the under, betting the under, betting the under, trying to get him to 55 flat or 54 where they have a little bit more of an edge and then just double their bet on the over there, kind of fuck them with the books to move the line. But Christian Kirk at 5,600, I believe it's 5,600. Let's pull the price. It is 5,400. This dude's got a 64-yard receiving prop. Seems like the books just... Said, fuck Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk's their number one, which certainly could be the case, but I don't know. I, I think against this coverage, this should be a great spot for Calvin Ridley. It's a great time for a double stack. Evan Ingram, also a great spot. I don't think anybody's going to play Ingram. His ownership's right around 5%. Calvin Ridley at 16% and Christian Kirk at 11 I think the field will slowly move towards Christian Kirk being the chalk here. Ridley be getting a little lower, but that double stack is going to be popular. Seems like the whole field wants to run it back with a 13% Josh Downs. I get it. He's cheap, um, but this is a spot for Michael Pittman. I've been wrong on him before this year, but uh, I'm going back. Uh, cover three, Jacksonville is going to run a ton of that. That is advantage Michael Pittman and Josh Downs, so good spot still for Downs. They will, will run a little bit of cover one. That's, you know, single high safety. That is advantage Michael Pittman and a little bit to downs. And then they'll run a little bit of cover four when they're not playing that cover three. Advantage Pittman, and then they blitz a shit ton. That is advantage Pittman. So Pittman at 3%, probably one of my favorite GPP plays on the board. If you're not stacking this game, definitely consider a little mini stack of Pittman and Kirk if this is where the ownership is. But I, I highly 
highly, highly think that Calvin Ridley's ownership is going to go down and Kirk's will go up. People just take the savings. Everybody is a salary saving whore in DraftKings, myself included. Um, so Christian Kirk, I'm assuming is way more popular than 10 to 11%, which I'm seeing right now. Um, not touching Minshew. These running backs for the Colts, not really touching. This is a decent spot for Travis Etienne. Just seems like it's a very good spot to get some sort of exposure to this Jacksonville offense with a 25 point total. Travis Etienne has just become an absolute workhorse. Seems like they're kind of pushing Tanks Bixby away and giving Etienne some red zone carries. We'll see if that sustains, but he's running a lot of routes as well. So nothing bad to say about this Jacksonville offense. Uh, they may have some issues on the offensive line, though. Look at those um, that injury report there. So maybe a reason to get off, but I don't know. I mean, Indy doesn't blitz, and that's really how you beat Trevor Lawrence's pressure the shit out of them, and they're probably not going to do that. So he should sit in the pocket and have a nice, clean day. If that weather's fine, great spot again for Ridley, Kirk, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs. You get it. It's a very, very viable fantasy outlet for roster ship there if that's even a word let's go on to the next game minnesota at chicago like i mentioned kind of shady weather there um the vikings kirk cousins passing props at like 250 it's the first time we've seen it like under 265 i think this year no jefferson that sucks i think a lot of the field is going to try to throw darts on jordan addison and kj osborne jordan addison's ownership right now is 25 percent at 5700 so maybe that is a reason why people aren't going to kirk is because they're going up to addison Give me Christian Kirk all fucking day over Jordan Addison. That was one of my better calls last week is Jordan Addison against that man coverage. Did not get bracketed like we knew Justin Jefferson would. And boom, Jordan Addison has a big day. Fucking love that. That was a great call from the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know the people in the Discord did. So fantastic there. KJ Osborne's going to be like 12 to 15% owned too. I think this is a better spot for Alexander Madison. He's going to be 15% owned. So it looks like Minnesota's offense is going to be popular no one's going to play Kirk Cousins, though. So if you want to do that double stack, Madison Osborne or something like that, I think TJ Hawkinson just smashes the slate open. He is the modern day or the modern slate Travis Kelsey this week, I think, with all those targets going away for Justin Jefferson. I think TJ Hawkinson gets a huge bump up. Chicago's defense um, didn't really write much about them, actually. It's, they run a lot of cover two still, so that's advantage. TJ Hawkinson, but yeah, I'm not interested in GPP Jordan Addison at 25%, but I think in cash, you probably just got to eat it. The kid is good, and the secondary for the Bears absolutely sucks. Um, on the Chicago side, it looks like they are not getting much ownership at all. DJ Moore right around 5% ownership. Cole Komet right around 7 to 8 and the running back situation, obviously, Roshan Johnson would be a fantastic play if he gets to go, but it sounds like he is on the wrong side of questionable. I have no interest in Dante Foreman at all, so just mentioning that right now. Minnesota plays a ton of cover three, and they blitz a ton against that cover three. Chicago's offense, kind of a mixed bag. I actually like this spot for Darnell Mooney a little bit. If we can get a receiving prop of like two and a half, minus 110, I think that'd be ideal. I will take over two and a half catches for Darnell Mooney against a blitz that is Mooney- DJ Moore and Cole Komet. So pretty much the three guys you expect to get the football for Chicago. To the afternoon. Uh, we got a sneaky one here, potentially. I The 80 Mile seems to like this game in terms of pace and in terms of expected scoring, which is fucking gross because Mac Jones and the Patriots absolutely suck. Uh, let's start with the Raiders side. I, I love this spot, and there is no ownership in this game at all. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be right around 15% play. All of the Josh Jacobs you could afford but six, five to six percent own Devontae Adams. Let's go. 
Uh, Jacoby Myers absolutely killing it. He's got a wrist injury, but it sounds like they're both going to be good to go. Obviously, Devontae is nursing that shoulder injury, but Patriots pretty much run cover one, cover two, and cover three. Just pretty much exclusively, thirty, you know, one-third pretty much each. Against that single high safety, that is advantage. Devontae Adams against his boy that he has beat the shit out of multiple years in a row when he played for the Chargers and the Chargers cut him or traded him, whatever they did. J.C. Jackson, let's go Devontae Adams. Absolutely love it. I will get exposure to this, the Las Vegas passing attack. Uh, it sounds like Jack Jones may be good to go for the Patriots, but still, I don't. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to kill these guys. Um, also wanted to mention Pittman has a serious size advantage over Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell in that Jacksonville game. I have a note here. I forgot to say that. Um, but yeah, dude, Devontae Adams, let's go. And then when they're not running cover three, they'll go two high safety in the cover two. Advantage Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams, and then they'll show a little bit of zone cover three. Advantage Adams and the Patriots blitz a lot. Advantage Adams. Let's go, Devontae, 5% owned. Absolutely love him. One of my favorite plays this week. On the other side, if you want to run it back, we've talked about the Vegas Raiders secondary being awful. Outside of Max Crosby, I think that defense is awful. The Raiders run a ton of cover three. That is advantage Kendrick Bourne. Who tar- Kendrick Bourne is inside the top 25 in targets per routes ran in the NFL, or on this slate, I should say. Sorry, I filtered it that way. And he is inside the top 25 in air yards as well. So Devontae Adams is number three in targets per routes ran, number one in quarterback first reads, and fourth in air yards for his team share of air yards, I should say, on this slate. So fire up Devontae. This New England secondary cannot keep up with him. He had a quiet game at Green, against Green Bay at home in Las Vegas last week. No one's going to play this guy. Let's play Devontae, or at least I'm going to. I don't want to talk into doing stuff on this podcast. I'm sorry, but... I'm excited. On the other side, yes. So Kendrick Bourne and the slot wide receivers for the Patriots get the coverage advantage against the cover three that the Raiders will run a ton of. The issue there is Juju Smith-Schuster is likely out. Demario Douglas, my love child, is likely out. You know who's playing the slot now and know who leads this team in red zone routes ran. Mike Giusecki, my other love child from years past, just never really came to fruition. We know the talents there. No one's going to play this guy at tight end at 2,600. I'm going to play Mike Jacecki. I feel damn near as confident as I did in the Donald Parham touchdown prop of week one. I'm waiting for the books to release his odds. I think Barstool or one of those shitty books uh, opened like a 340. And I think MGM potentially like 290. Someone's going to lay five five to one on a, uh, on a mistake there from the bookmakers. And I'm going to pounce all over Mike Jacecki. I did take his over receiving yards at 18 and a half. Minus 113 on the over at Caesars. That number should still be out there. Go get that um, if you trust what I'm saying in Mike Jacecki. He is going to run his routes out of the slot. He is more of a receiver than he is a tight end. Uh, Hunter Henry's still a great spot. Don't don't get me wrong. But Mike Jacecki is going to tear up linebackers and nickel corners that he's got five to six inches on all over this cover three. And uh, they'll the Raiders blitz a little bit. That'll be advantage Kendrick Bourne. So I like Kendrick Bourne here a ton. Um, but I love the punt price of Mike Jacecki, especially if everybody's going to punt tight end anyway and play Kyle Pitts or Logan Thomas. I'll go $900 less for Mike Jacecki and get a little salary relief and run that little mini stack of this sh- both shit defenses, Devontae Adams and Mike Jacecki, or Devontae Adams and Kendrick Bourne or Jacobs and Kendrick Bourne or Jacobs and Jacecki. I think this just picking on bad defense has been pretty fruitful in DFS this year. Both these defenses suck. So 
Uh, the issue there is Mac Jones is just not competent. Um, so he's going to start again this week. Good luck there. So there's certainly massive risk when playing Kendrick Bourne or Mike Jacecki. Uh, so know that. Um, interested to see who else gets slot you know, slot snaps. Maybe we see some Kayshawn Booty or something like that. But it's not going to be Ty Montgomery. They had to use him a little bit last week once both Juju and Demario get, went out. They are going to scheme Mike Jacecki in this game, and he is going to have 25, 30, 35 yards and score a touchdown. I hope, because that's all you need at 2,600. Just get a touchdown, get seven, eight points, and hope the rest of our lineup smashes. So, yeah, I am very excited for Devontae Adams. I am very excited for Mike Jacecki, as gross as that sounds. Um, let's move to the next game that lines at the Bucks. Sounds like Amon Ra is good to go. The Bucks will... Oh, what will they run? Do, 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 do. They will run pretty much a ton of cover three. That is advantage Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown. They will blitz a ton. That is Amon Ross St. Brown and the running backs. So another decent spot but for David Montgomery. But the run defense for Tampa's okay. I, I don't mind Tampa's D. Jared Goff sucks on the road. That is his career splits pretty much exclusively. I don't know if he's ever had a big game on the road. If if it is, it was probably in a dome. Just don't like this guy outdoors. I'm okay with the Bucks defense here if you need the salary relief. Not really interested in Jameson Williams. I'm excited to watch him and see his usage take up a little bit, but not really into this game. We'll see what happens with Mike Evans, um, and the weather could be a little bit sketchy, but definitely a sneaky game if you're interested in, I don't know, Detroit's defense is really damn good, actually. So, I don't know. Aiden Hutchinson, absolute freak, but not much ownership at all in this game. Um, so don't need to touch on that. I mean, Sam Laporte is one of the best tight ends in fantasy football. So if you want to play him, play him. Let's move on to the next game, the highest or second highest implied team total, the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford going to be relatively popular right around, you know, 7 to 10%. Probably a guy that I'm very interested in this week, and I'm going to play a ton of Cooper Cup. So as much as I love Devontae Adams, I love Cooper Cup, especially if he's 10% owned. I'm not playing Puka. If you want to double stack them, you know the targets are going that way other than Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Lockett and Metcalf and Waddle and Tyreek Hill. This is, or I guess, Jacksonville too now with Zay Jones out. Uh, double stacks that are very easy to handicap. You want to get exposure to those in tournaments. Hollywood Brown just still way too cheap, 5,300. He would certainly be the run back for me if I'm stacking the Rams. And I'm not going to be back on Rondell Moore this week. I think that was just a, a really good call last week, and that is what it is. Not going to chase it. Arizona's defense is going to run a ton of cover three and cover four, pretty much zone with no blitz. That is advantage Puka and Cup. But Cup was a guy last week. It sounds like he's looked like he's good to go. If he's 10% and only 9K, we used to see this guy up to 10K in pricing. I'm going to play Cooper Cup. I think Puka just helps him because you can't really just bracket Cooper Cup anymore. You have to keep an eye on Puka because he's a beast too. So love Cooper Cup here. Uh, Rams defense is going to run a lot of cover one. That was, like I said, in the past couple of weeks, pretty surprising to see the Rams defense go, you know, Raheem Morris, I believe, is their defensive coordinator, go towards a man coverage defense, just not what he used to do, but he likes the personnel. That has advantage Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore, and then he will show a little bit of cover four. That is Zach Ertz and Michael Wilson, actually. So love this game. Kyron Williams, great price, 10% ownership. If you want to play him, he is a pivot off of Raheem Mostert chalk and potentially Alvin Kamara chalk. We'll see. Um, the Arizona running back situation is something to keep an eye on. Sounds like Keontae Ingram is going to be good to go, so I think that'll keep the field low on Imari DiMercato. 
I don't think I'm really interested in Amari DiMercato or any of these running backs at 4K. There you have it. Love the spot for Cooper Cup. I think just Cooper Cup coming back is kind of the death of Tyler Higby. Um, but Higby's still going to be a red zone threat. So if you're playing Higby, you're praying for a touchdown. And if you're paying $4,000 for a tight end on DraftKings and praying for a touchdown, you might as well just go cheaper to Logan Thomas, Kyle Pitts, or our boy Chiseki this week if you believe in that breakdown. Philly and the Jets, next game there. Uh, what is the total in the Bucks Cardinal or the Bucks Detroit? I skipped that. I'm sorry. 43, and Detroit's a three-point road favorite. I like the spot for Baker if Mike Evans goes. And then for the Rams and the Cardinals, 49. It is now at Pinnacle, 48.5 at Circa. A lot of points should be expected and, you know, uh, should be expected in this game. Obviously, both defenses are pretty bad, and the Rams are a seven-point favorite. So potential blowout script there. I would have liked to see Stafford more as like uh, the Rams is a four-point favorite to love Stafford as much as I do, but his passing props are like 283 yards, highest on the slate. So I'm fine with that. All this team wants to do is throw the football, especially now that Cooper Cup is back, and their defense is certainly beatable, and Hollywood Browns just too cheap. Uh, Eagles and the Jets, we got a total of 40 and a half. Pretty gross game, but Philly's run de- uh, run offenses are so damn good, and their defense is obviously so damn good. So DeAndre Swift at 6,100 is going to be a cash game play. You could certainly play him in tournaments too. It seems like Brees Hall is going to get some ownership. I'm seeing both of these guys at 20%. I refuse to believe Brees Hall gets anywhere near 20% ownership because everybody's going to want to play Swift and Mostert. Unfortunately, myself included, I've been a little bit of an ownership whore trying to fade chalk. Just a little too much, but the way that my lineups are, with liking guys like Christian Kirk at his proposed ownership, Michael Pittman, Devontae Adams, Mike Jacecki, uh Cooper Cup. Like my lineups will be plenty different already there. So I'm okay if I have to play DeAndre Swift. I just love that offensive line. And you could run on the Jets. Their their run defense is certainly their weak side. We saw Jaleel McLaughlin kind of beat him up a little bit last week, but it was a big play on that weird screen pass. And then Brees Hall just came out to play against Denver, but I don't think Brees Hall will get close to 10% ownership. So you could certainly play him. And I believe that is it for the slate. If you want to stack Jalen Hurts, you always can. This Jets defense is beatable. Sauce Gardner's not God, but he is good. A.J. Brown, sub-10%. Devonta Smith, sub-5%. Jalen Hurts, 5%. So Jalen Hurts can always break a slate wide open, especially with the tush push. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, like, subscribe if you could on Twitter or on wherever you listen to the podcast. I don't know shit about podcast stuff, so I should probably learn more about that. And use promo code BGP on Underdog. Support our show, Better Golf Pod, on Twitter. Now golf season's starting to, you know, we got the Shriners this week, a pretty good tournament. Um, it'll slow down, and then we'll get the Century Tournament of Champions up and rolling. But a ton of good contests over at Underdog if you're not a salary cap player on DraftKings or FanDuel. So thanks for the support, and good luck this week.